0: Is down for the movement. Metaphors is down for the movement. Walla Boy is down for, the movement. Are you down for the movement. I'm down for the movement. Marie is down for the movement. In a lah is down for the movement. is down for the movement. down for the movement. I'm down for the movement. I'm from an island surrounded by men's with guns And I ain't talking about a prison, yo, I'm done I'm breaking through your bars, leaving immortal scars I wish has got evicted when we wish to the 50 stars Station on Guam for security But it seems to me it's a repeat of history Yo, here we go again You got my mind on stress Because this shit, how you dress Won't be heard from behind your fence I'm sick of these slick politics Who try to pull tricks But they broken promises A build-up of lies Yo, tell me what you gonna provide I think it's about time we start taking Size. Most people call this place paradise This is my home to Uncle Sam It's where I live my life I ain't indigenous, but I call this place my home Take a man, it's not true Alright, how
1: are they? Yeah. I'm uh, Albert Thomas, this is... Hi,
2: I'm Hannah,
1: Hannah. Alright, and uh, today, welcome to uh, another a- episode of uh, Fanatsu um, Just a quick reminder, you know, please um, help keep Fanatsu free by uh, donating um, to, uh, or by, excuse me, by supporting in, independent media, by becoming a Patreon at slash uh, Fenatsu. Um, definitely, there's uh, three tiers uh, for that. There's a, the Hudson tour tier, that um, tier one, it's just uh, the podcast itself. It's a dollar to ten dollar range. And then there's a Tier two, the Hugua. totally reading off my notes here. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's a ten to fifteen dollar range, and that's and then that's the radical history portion of it. And then the third tier is the Tulu, which is fifteen to twenty dollar range, and that's um, the radical. Uh, readings Yes.
2: So, you get ready. so I know it kind of looks a little bit different You're probably wondering where Manny and Vigette is but uh, as you mentioned last time We're trying to get new hosts in so today it's going to be Albert and I and we're going to be talking about um, basically like Uh, what's happened in the wake of um, Typhoon menkut right? And uh, how do we compare to other territories that have gone through natural disasters? Mm -hmm. And what does it look like for us in the future if we were able to establish international relations with uh, other countries and how would it look if uh, we could gain some support with them? So, I guess basically we can start off by talking about how our experiences went. um,
1: With Menkut. With
2: Mengkut, yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. So, um, what, what
1: happened with you? I, I feel like it was a, definitely a roller coaster of emotions uh, happening. Um, I think
3: uh,
1: I kind of felt like I was a little thrown off uh, in regards to um, knowing that it was coming and how soon it was coming, how fast it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think our, the public may have felt that as well. Um, as soon as we heard, uh, I think it was a Friday, right? Um, the Friday before the storm, and uh, as soon as we heard about it, we decided to, um, that same mid-after, like early afternoon, like around 1 o'clock, 1.30, you know, head and try to get some supplies, you know, write down a list of what we need to do or what uh, things needed uh, to be done at the house or our houses. And um, we ended up, you know, going to Home Depot, of course, to kind of look at the supplies and see what's going on there. And, um I remember as soon as we walked in, there was a flood of people uh, walking out with generators yeah, they had, like, and generators. gasoline tanks, yeah. you know, um, uh, empty gas tanks to uh, fill for those generators. And I tell you, I think at that point it was really uh, it was it's kind of uh, real yeah, it, that yeah. man. This may be a, a, pretty, uh, a
2: pretty pretty strong, strong typhoon, typhoon, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. basically, we went there and then we realized, like, man, we kind of really need to get more stuff, so uh, we came back later that evening, later Friday evening, and we saw, like, so many people at uh, Home People, and they were, like, uh, getting, like, plywood ready, and then even the, like, I, I went to a grocery store, and then, like, a lot of people were there, right, and then we, just like, started to see... <laughs> Uh, pictures. We started to see pictures of like uh, over at the base, the commissary, right? Like the shelves were emptied Emptied out, out. so we were like, oh no, this is gonna be like a pretty strong typhoon, right? And we had like the warnings. We were like, uh, it could be like a core four typhoon. I mean, uh, not core four, sorry. uh, category 4. Category, category 4. Yes. Type. So we were like, oh man, this is going to be pretty serious. So we were kind of scared. And then on top of that, they said, like, oh, FEMA has already been um, dispatched, dispatched yeah. to Guam. So we were like, oh, so then really, it should be pretty, like, serious, right? So we were kind of I, I scared.
1: I mean, you know? I think that's what really uh, stirred up the commotion, I think, when, um, when the public kind of started to figure out that art was was advised that FEMA has been dispatched for Guam and they're en route, I think that's when the public was like, oh my god, this is going to be another major typhoon and uh, we are we are going get, to get hit hard, really. So, um, yeah, that was that was kind of our experience. You could definitely chime in, you know, we're live, so chime in and, and uh, yeah, let us know where, us know where what, you
2: got kind of concerned about yeah, this, right?
1: what, what sparks that... Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. That yeah.
1: insanity right there. Yeah. Like disaster. And I guess
2: we were also worried because, um, yeah. you know, we haven't had like a, a typhoon, like a major super typhoon in like almost 15 years, yeah. right? Yeah, 15
1: years, yeah.
3: About or,
2: like, Over? Almost. Kind of 15 years. Yeah. Around there, yeah. So we were kind of worried about that. And uh, Typhoon Phong Sanwa was our last one. And that's actually the only super typhoon that I've ever experienced. And I was yeah. very young. I was like only seven years old at that time. So, um, I don't remember much about it. Gives away right? your age. I'm sorry. So, Gives away age. um, I don't really remember much about it. I just remember, like, not having power for a, a while, like, probably, like, about a month. And then I remember, like, I believe it was, like, one of the Koshulas that had gone away, like, one of their warehouses, right? Um, what else?
1: Definitely. I mean, uh, I think remember? one of the, the biggest uh, memories for me there then was, um, the gas tank blowing up down in um, Sad- PD. PD, yeah around that area so um, and I remember uh, you know having the gas rations and people were like lining up uh, and there was like crazy long lines of uh, cars trying to get gas and they were only allotted I'm, I'm going to guess, maybe like $20 or $15 and, you know, but everybody wanted to fill up their tank, of course, because I think that might have been one of the type of mm-hmm. things that people weren't really, uh, you know, uh, didn't really say, oh, I'm going to full tank my gas before then. And so everybody was struggling for that gas and um, definitely food stamps. I remember, I remember using that, I think, um, and it was, uh, I guess, just an interesting time. I was, I think I was 12 years old at the time. and. Um, you know just learning that wow, uh, we really need these resources. that was uh, yeah you know it had to wait for, for people to repair the tank and have gas come in um, yeah. you know on a ship. so it was just interesting stuff yeah so, yeah.
2: so. And I remember. Yeah, so that's kind of like one thing that I remember, like uh, going to, I believe it was like Derido, or no, Jigo Gym and then there was like this really long line for like food stamp application and I think, if I remember correctly, when my dad applied, like we weren't able to get um, food stamps at that time, I'm not too sure why, I think it was probably because at that time I don't think they were like U.S. citizens, I think they were just like residents, so it was like a little bit harder for us to kind of get those resources, right? Um,
1: Definitely. Yeah.
2: So yeah, and then I remember like doing some research and then they said, I believe when FEMA came, they gave about, it took about um, like within a hundred days, they gave about 300 million uh, in terms of like relief uh, and supplies for Guam, but that's kind of like changing right now because recently, I'm not too sure if you guys uh, have heard, but they pulled out. The Trump administri- uh, administration administration has pulled out, like about, ten, like, yeah, ten million dollars, um, in order to support uh, ICE. So that's kind of like if you, uh, what happened is like if you guys remember how they were separating, um,
1: uh, kids from families. Yeah,
2: kids right? from families. Uh, that's kind of what happened. So they're taking out money for. Um, like disaster relief in order to support like separating families and that's just really like ridiculous and and kind of crazy right
1: so
2: uh i'm not too sure but i think you know more a little bit more about fema compared to i do definitely tell, we kind
1: of um you know we've we've kind of grown up hearing about fema we're we're prone to typhoons all the time we're in that typhoon alley right guam that's where we're at and Mm -hmm. and um interestingly enough I, i i never really knew much about fema uh, until I looked it up recently, so uh, so I got this from the FEMA website, www.fema.gov, right? And um, so they've been doing thirty-eight years of assistance. Um, it, FEMA actually stands for Federal Emergency Management Agency. Uh, totally didn't know that. Um, and Jimmy Carter was uh, the former president was one of the was the the man to sign into the executive order for. For that to happen, for FEMA to be uh, started, mm-hmm. um, it so again from its website, it's uh, FEMA is, has remained committed to protecting um, and serving the American people. Right, that's uh, from their website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually started with the disaster legislation um, in New Hampshire when there was an extensive fire uh, that happened there, um, and it's definitely. Um, the newest addition to FEMA is uh, Homeland Security, wow, so a couple of things I really didn't know. Um, See,
3: like, so every time I, I mention FEMA, this is
1: Manny, by the way. Manny, oh, Cruz behind the scenes. The Maddie
3: Cruz, yes. I'm still here. <laughs> um, you know, like you no, know, because I was working on a couple of stories about okay. um uh, or attack with Minecraft this week, right? And like when I told my family about it, they're like oh being like don't have anything, like it's hard to get support from them. Mm-hmm. So like I mean I wonder, even though it says like P-Mod is available for the oh, American people, uh-huh.
1: like you know
3: uh-huh. which American people and like you know, what who are they actually you know, assisting because Obviously,
2: with Guam, I it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah.
1: No, no, definitely. And, I think, and it's, it's so interesting, because that's, that's totally under the, on their website as well. And, um, so we fall into Region 9. And uh, you know to address Manny's question, um, here's some, here are some, uh, I would say, qualifications or um, bullet points uh, that describe Region 9. So Region 9, we are um, with Hawaii, California, Arizona. Um, American Samoa, um, CNMI, Marshall Islands, and, and FSM, right, Federal States of Micronesia. So um, it says, due to their geographic isolation and concentration of population, uh, it is well worth highlighting hazards uh, that Pacific face, that Pacific people face, as uh, these factors collectively collectively create a perfect storm. So um, and also. Uh, lock, it, it actually stated about the long term aid, and with Manny's question mm-hmm. um, Pacific jurisdictions will have lo- had to largely rely on their uh, own, on their own res- resources for a long time for a longer time following any disaster uh, than would similar any mainland area so
2: so we're not technically a priority <laughs> yeah, yeah, death, <laughs> because of course right? of like the idea that it's Unquote, like, harder to get here, even despite the fact that the U.S. has, like, the, like, I guess, like, a good, like, like you know, like, they should be, like, have, they should have more access to, yes. like, based on their uh, status and stuff like that, right? But uh, we're still kind of on the back burner when it comes to, even with FEMA, so I know a lot of people would be like, oh, FEMA's here, and we could just kind of... Uh, report, anything, like if yes. anything was Missing, broken, damaged. Yeah. yeah, that's a really, really big misconception because again, um, we are kind of in the back burner when it comes to FEMA, just as you've read on their website, it kind of says that for us. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. And
1: that's, all that information is definitely on the website if you'd if you like to, to look more into it. I thought it was really interesting that, um, you know, uh, some of the places, uh, locations there are like Arizona, California, and Nevada were with us, right, with everybody else in the Pacific, which, Hawaii, American, Samoa, Guam, CNMI, FSM, um, and after reflecting on it, I, I realized that, you know, um, we all have extreme uh, weathers, right, um, in our, in our area, so that's probably why they grouped us all together. Um, California, it's the, the fault line and all the earthquakes there, Nevada, it's desert, I'm sure, right, um, Yep. Yeah. so, um, just interesting stuff to uh, really kind of read up a little bit more on the FEMA and yeah. how it uh, how it relates to us and how it how it actually works. It's there's a breakdown there on their website as well. So mm-hmm. definitely um, something to look into before our next uh, typhoon or our next
0: tropical disturbance that's yeah, coming our way.
2: definitely. So let's kind of go back and we want to talk a little bit about um, Puerto Rico, right? And uh, just a year ago now they had uh, Typhoon Maria, it was like a Category 4 Typhoon, which was something that we were expecting. We were expecting Typhoon Mecca to be a Category 2 to a uh, lower 4, right? But um, Typhoon Maria was Typhoon 4, it was like on the higher end, it was almost a Category 5, and they were right in the eye of Typhoon Maria. Puerto Rico was right in the eye of Typhoon Maria, right? So. What do you remember, like a year ago, when we heard we first heard about like Typhoon
1: Maria and Puerto Rico? Man, I think um, from my memory, I think it was uh, you know it was I think Puerto Ricans, I think they might have been uh, definitely uh, worried about it. Um, and uh, I just remember it kind of being blown up on the news, like, you uh, this major hurricane hits Puerto Rico, devastating um, homes, you know, and uh, definitely displacing people and, uh, you know, uh, placing them in shelters, a lot of, I think one of the biggest, the most obvious ones were, um, you know, being without power, I think up to now, They I think they, they may still be without power. Yeah, well,
2: um, it's actually interesting because it did take almost about a year for their power grid to be back up. Uh, it recently was, um, all of the power, I believe, or most of the power was restored last month, which was August. That's 11 months after the typhoon, so that's ridiculous. And even within that report, they were already saying that it's not even a stable power. It was still uh, very, very fragile. So that's, that's really kind of crazy. and. Um, I guess we can talk a little bit about like the relief efforts uh, when it comes to Puerto Rico, and we could also kind of talk about like uh, the cas uh, like the deaths, the death toll, right? Um, so initially, I believe that when Puerto Rico um, had when it was like after Typhoon Maria had passed, uh, I believe the initial report was around like 60, 60 people, right? And recently, I believe, just a couple of days ago, um, uh, research came out, and they mentioned that the counts based on the research, based on the survey, uh, there was um, three thousand people, about three thousand people who had uh, passed away indirectly. So, indirectly meaning that um, because of the situation that the storm had placed, meaning like the loss of power. Um, no access to water. Uh, these people had passed away. Yeah. So I remember reading um, a news article, and it was really, really sad because um, he didn't have power for a very long time. And uh, Puerto Rico has one of the highest rates of diabetes, right? And for diabetes, um, you need like dialysis and things like that. And so many people had passed away because. Their dialysis was cut by half. It had to be rationed because they weren't able to get power, and they were begging. They were begging to be put um, as a priority uh, when it comes to like um, getting aid and getting like generators. But they weren't able to get that. So I think that was that was very very sad. And then there was like an outbreak in leptospirosis. Like people were getting infected. Um, they weren't able to get get help because the hospitals were like so crowded and the, I believe, um, the only U.S. Uh, hospital ship was dispatched like 10 days after the hurricane and even when it was dispatched. Uh, people had such a hard time gaining access to it because um, what they had to do is they had to get a referral from the hospital in order to get to the ship but the hospitals were already full so it was so hard for them to gain access and gain help and even like in the midst of that like just the recent tweets from trump about like um the recent uh count it was like really sad because of course like he was kind of saying that uh, 3,000 people did not die and he was saying that oh this is just a plot to make me look bad and things like that so it's just really like ridiculous like how that's kind of like how he kind of placed it but um, there's so many reports and we'll definitely like post that up for you guys to read on um, kind of interviews with families who are struggling um, or who, who lost uh, their loved ones because of um, not receiving aid mm-hmm. right um, and yeah so that's kind of like uh, yeah, yeah there was I mean, like yeah you wanted to, to uh, bring up
1: hurricane katrina or
2: yeah so we can um i guess like can talk a little bit about uh hurricanes within the mainland right so Even like, so we recently uh, went to New Orleans and we visited a museum on Hurricane Katrina. And that was very, very sad too because even within the mainland US, like the help that the people of New Orleans had was lacking, right? There was uh, one um, exhibit where we saw and um, it was based on, I believe it was like the Navy and it was the Army. And they were supposed to be in charge of um, kind of, what's it called? um, um evacuating. assisting in evacuations yes. and evacuations yeah. and and
1: it was just interesting how um how uh it was like i think it was right outside the superdome and what happened was um you know it's a flood of people um superdome wasn't prepared for all those all those people to yeah. be staying in there for x amount of time right and uh, they were talking about conditions with the facility the the, the bathrooms you know um the field itself, the, the stadium seats were all like dilapidated and, and really, um, mm-hmm. the place was starting to almost smell, almost like uh, had yeah. major smell of like feces and, and urine. Yeah. But um, and then what happened with uh, outside outside the stadium was um, uh, there was buses um, starting to eva- evacuate people and um, mm-hmm. two branches of the military, the, the army and navy, right? Yeah. And uh, what happened was uh, they weren't in communication surprising. like uh, they weren't on the same page. Um, one was told that uh, uh, these, these uh, specific, this, this specific group, excuse me of people would be evacuated first and uh, the other side was totally evacuating other another group of people and you know um, and it really it, it jeopardized those more prone um, already at health risks right? uh, already in, in, in health dilemmas. Um, to not be able to get on those those buses to be evacuated first. And uh, that was that was pretty, that was just really interesting and really, um, uh, you know, to, to watch the, that video, that documentary, um, first-hand experience. These are first-hand experience uh, videos um, streamed at that museum, um, interview, interviewing the people that were there that day. And um, wow, we couldn't, we really couldn't yeah. believe what we were watching. and. Um, yeah. Yes, that was that, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: So um, there's actually like, in terms of like government aid, right, Um, the US, uh, since it's its own country and it's sovereign, it can uh, build relationships with other countries. Um, And in the wake of Katrina, like, there were so many people, so many other countries that were offering help um, for like, Katrina, right, for the relief um, work for Katrina. But um, it's very interesting because when um, Typhoon Harvey came, uh, the amount of help that was kind of uh, offered was a lot less. And I guess like some of the reasons why uh, international help has kind of um, lessened is because of how Trump is handling international relations right now. So we know that he's kind of being aggressive. He recently pulled out of the UN, right? Uh, So this is kind of, I believe, like in response to his actions, some countries are a little bit more hesitant to provide help uh, with the U.S. And it's interesting too because even with both um, like Katrina and Uh, I believe around the same time there was like a BP oil spill, Uh, there were like so many countries like Sweden, um, the um, like Britain, everybody like came and they were like offering help to the United States but what the United States was kind of um, criticized on was that they were very hesitant on accepting that aid and their excuse was uh, kind of because like they have to be picky and like what kind of uh, help is what kind of priority they need to uh, get, I guess, or like what kind of help they need to get. Like, um, so for like Hurricane um, Katrina, like one country was offering to find 1,100 1, doctors uh, to help, but they said no to that. And instead, I guess like they asked for like something else. I believe it was, um, yeah, let me see. I'm not I'm not too sure, but I guess uh, we'll go ahead and, give you guys an, uh, another link to that article right
1: Definitely.
2: but so I guess like the interesting part when it comes to that is like how if you look at Puerto Rico um, and if there were any international countries that helped it's a little harder with Puerto Rico because like us they are one of the standing um, one of the last remaining uh, colonies or uh, Sorry, yeah, one of the last remaining colonies um, in the world. And since they are a colony of the United States, just like Guam, they fall under the control of the federal government. And more specifically, uh, within the federal government, they fall under the control of the US Congress, just like Guam, right? And since we are like them, since we fall under the control of the US Congress, we have no, like, no rights or no access to kind of conduct our own foreign affairs. Cool. Like, we don't have a say in who we can kind of um, make connections
1: make with, connections. like international yeah. connections yeah. with, Get right? aid from.
2: And get, gain aid from. So even if a country would want to give aid to Guam, say, if Typhoon women was a Category 4, we may not have access to that because it's really just based on what the U.S. says or what the federal government says. Um, So that's kind of like what happened with Puerto Rico, right? So I guess we could kind of talk a little bit about like what would be our options if we were to become an independent nation. Like what can we do? Like I guess like some of the concerns that we've heard. When it comes to being an independent country, I guess you could kind of say, like, what kind of concerns have you heard in terms of being an independent country and uh, being, um, like, in terms of aid and stuff like that? I'm sure there's, like, some major concerns about that, right? You guys can also chime in, like, what some of your concerns would be, but what do you think?
1: I think the biggest one is um, our isolation, our geographic isolation. I think, uh, you know, um, of course, security matters, right? Mm -hmm. Who's gonna defend Guam if anything were to break out? Um, But, you know, I mean, just at at the natural disaster, uh, already at this platform, you know, we've noticed that there's, there are gonna be aid, you know, from other countries if if we, if we choose that route of of, of sovereignty, of of independence, right? And being able to at least make those relations, uh, you know, just like the United States, has it, it, as an independent country has made those those same relations, and um, you know is giving and taking with foreign aid, um, and, and um, I think that you know those are you know that's something we really have to to, to keep in back of our head uh, as we as we become to you know begin to educate ourselves uh, more on on this um, on this on this status quo or, or on this uh, status as a, a political status right so. Um, definitely. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So as a independent nation, if you were to be uh, an independent nation, we definitely have that uh, freedom to choose who we want to make alliances with. And by making these alliances, this means that um, we could have like bilateral alliances, meaning that um, it's kind of like a democratic relationship where we can provide support for each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like if you see like when there is a disaster in the Philippines, uh, they get help from like several different places. Like they get help from the UN. Um, they get help, or yeah, UN's like kind be right. So um, they get help from. They do also get help from the US. So being an, being independent does not mean that we're going to cut all ties to the US, yep, right? We could still have a relationship with them, and they could still provide support for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like. Uh, something that's really interesting and something that we could kind of look at is Palau so Palau is uh, an independent nation which we're very 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 happy and proud of and they are they have a lot of international relations. Um,
1: I think you looked up a few, she definitely looked up a few there.
2: I did, I looked at some. um, I'm not too sure if I have it right now. Um, let me go and find it, sorry.
1: Let me go and see where it's at. In the meantime, Mark. I don't know if you guys
3: have noticed, but... The audio, I know there's a lot of background noise right now, but the, um, the audio that you're listening to is coming from a microphone that was purchased uh, for the podcast specifically. Uh, we've heard your, your cries for better live
1: stream audio. and you know We are working on that. Yeah, yeah so
2: please tell us, does it sound a little bit better? Are we a little bit clearer? Let us know. Give us some feedback.
1: Yeah. And absolutely. Huh? Oh, yeah. oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> um, and, um, Anyways, I can go ahead and talk about. I found up. I found the link on uh, who Palau's international relations are. It's really really cool. Uh, so for Palau, um, they are uh, they are they are in they have relationships with. Um, I believe. Sorry. What? <laughs> Let me go and look. Yeah, so um, they have relationships uh, with Asia, and that's kind of like where we're at, right? Uh, We're near Asia, so they have relationships with Japan, South Korea, India, and Vietnam, so that's cool. And then with Africa and the Middle East, they have uh, Turkey, uh, Armenia, Egypt, and South Africa, so that's really neat. And then for Europe, they have Germany, Netherlands, uh, Finland, and Greece, and then of course with um, Uh, the Western, they have Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Switzerland, and Monaco, that's a lot, right? And then there is Cuba, they have, or in Latin America and Caribbean, they have Cuba and Brazil. So imagine if we were to become an independent nation, and we would have like support from all over the world, like if we were able to kind of determine who we want to have affiliations with. um, That's basically what our, our mingle is, right? Yeah, because, definitely. Um, again, one of the biggest fear for Guam is having a, a Category 4, Category 5 typhoon and not being able to get the aid and kind of looking at Puerto Rico and seeing that they were out of power for almost a year long and they weren't able to get the help they needed and all of the fundings were like kind of cut for them. So mm-hmm. that's something that's one of our biggest fear. and. All of that kind of seems like it really could have been prevented um, if they were able to kind of establish their own um, political alliances, which Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, with other countries, which is something that we want to do in the future, which would be really, really great, right? So that's definitely. You guys
3: have some shout outs, by the way, from. what is a uh,
2: Hey, mom! <laughs> hey! <laughs> yeah, that's and my mom. Hey, mom! <laughs> and also from like, parents. High, Joe
3: Perrins.
1: Joe Perrins. Hey, yeah. so, right. Thank you guys for Thank
2: watching. you guys for joining
1: in and chiming in.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, we um, we did want to just Hi. drop a, a few other um, experience notes that we had while we were actually in New Orleans um, that we didn't mention a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, while in New Orleans, it, we already know that kind of Airbnb, um, you know, uh, Hawaii's not really uh, taking mm-hmm. Airbnb as a positive note. Uh, they really have, uh, you know, they're saying it's really displacing a lot of families there, and that's a little bit closer to our region uh, right uh, and, mm-hmm. and um, we got firsthand of, hand uh, of hearing it from uh, a local perspective in New Orleans while we were there, yeah. so, um, f- of course, uh, uh, <laughs> we actually did, uh, st- we, we stayed in Airbnb, yes. uh, definitely a learning, learning experience there. Um, and uh, what happened was, uh, jumping into an Uber and we're heading to a, a, a restaurant, right, um, the lady goes, hey, you guys are staying in Airbnb, and we said, yep, we are, and she said, okay, well, do me a favor, I'll tell you right now, don't mention that to your waiter, and we were like, wow, right, and right? Why, yeah. why, why, why is that, and she said, well, you know what, uh, what, what's happened uh, since um, Hurricane Katrina, and these, these are the aftermaths that, you know, and we weren't even window of, and I'm sure um, maybe the public may have not gotten enough of the information about it, but what happened was um, a lot of outside investors were coming in yeah. and purchasing um, large, uh, purchasing um, a lot of the, the popular bars in, in, in French Quarter area, which is like the tourist district of, of New Orleans, and um, purchasing that, uh, purchasing uh, houses that have been um, occupied for for generations for, with, with one family um, and that was that was interesting to hear from her and she said, "Well, I tell you not to say that because what's, what's going to happen is your waiter's going to not want to serve you or you know and, and of course, maybe at the forefront it may not may not be like that in the restaurant, but of course, like in the back of their, in the back of their minds that's, that's where we're." They are taking in as wow, Here's another Airbnb person uh, staying at a house that's that's now um, invested by a, a, a non-native uh, New Orleans, uh, mm-hmm. uh, New Orleans, right? And um, uh, they're spending their money, giving it to the outside investor, which uh, therefore we don't see the money mm-hmm. circulate back to us, right? And and we were like, wow, we we never thought of it like that. Yeah. And um, so, uh, and then she did she did add that you know these these local employees now um, have been so kind of like uprooted all their, mm-hmm. their properties their are now areas, yeah. they're all uprooted from their area they're displaced further away um, but still having to work in New Orleans and make that living um, there's sp- they're spending about two hours of transit time uh, to and from work uh, just to get just to, to work and make a living and um, and that's all because of the aftermath one of the effects of the aftermath of uh, you know, Hurricane Katrina that you know, the public probably didn't know about. We for sure didn't yeah, know about yeah. that, and yeah, yeah. and it was um, definitely eye opening. And yeah, it, really it good did, learning experience. yeah, learning experience. And she says, you know, she did apologize, and she goes, in, I'm sorry. I'm ranting on you right now, yeah. but we just did. I just wanted to let you know that in case you do run into a a, a local that may not be too uh, keen to knowing that you're staying at an Airbnb. You know, don't don't feel so surprised." Or, you know, don't feel offended when they kind of uh, lash at you, or maybe even yeah. you know decline your service, right? So, yeah. or yeah. your your uh, your customer uh, being a customer. But
3: yeah. well, that, that's totally something that's going on here. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, Airbnb obviously is, it's a global phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The way that it affects uh, people or displaced people in like New Orleans and yeah. Hawaii, even Guam, seems Yes, yeah, definitely. definitely.
2: Yeah. So, so that's value, yeah. one thing to consider like Airbnb and also like the military build up just kind of driving up all of our economic value. And it's even just like looking at Guam and kind of like all of our resources are so limited. Like if the commissary runs out of food like it did like if we have the military buildup, like we're going to be competing with so many more people when it comes to gaining resources such just like food and water, just like these basic essentials, right? Um, I mean we were like kind of shocked because we were like at Pelas and we were like, well we've never seen so many like military people here. I mean like of course like military as in like um, not local military but uh, a yeah, the like national guard, yeah. 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 So, yeah.
1: so it's just definitely interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. And then see that.
2: kind of going back to um, Puerto Rico, I kind of found I found the article again of like what had happened as a result of not having power uh, for so long. So it's really kind of crazy because um, it was really really sad. So mm-hmm. there was this one man who had died of a heart attack because uh, he had to walk ten flights. Um, twice a day to fetch insulin from his only working refrigerator in his building. So that's kind of crazy. And then there was this other man who had committed suicide because he wasn't able to gain access to his antipsychotic medication. So that's really crazy. And this is, again, from a Category 4 typhoon. An um, Gwang, bring it back home. Uh, typhoon Mangkhut was a Category 2 typhoon. Oh, sorry, Category 2 Typhoon. I hope you can hear me. Um, and just within that, there as many, I believe, like 300 families. Okay, sorry.
3: In your experience, what, what sort of a drink do you think
2: they're making right now? They are making a latte.
1: frappe. Oh, no, that's yes, a latte. That's they're steaming the milk frothy. right now,
2: guys. Yeah, they're frothing the milk. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. So again, I don't know if you guys heard that, but yeah. So. Um, Typhoon uh, Maria there were some people who had no access uh, to resources but even on Guam just with um, a category 2 Typhoon uh, you we mentioned it was like about 300 people right? Uh, 300 dis-
3: people displaced. Displaced, displaced
1: at the
2: moment. displaced yes as of, as of um, right. the moment as of right now right and so we could kind of imagine the severity if it were a category 4 for Typhoon. Like, we could be facing very similar things like what Puerto Rico um, has faced. Yeah, yeah very easily. Very, you guys very mentioned,
3: easily. Um, like, the, the amount of people in Puerto Rico who, you know, rely like on dialysis. Like, that's totally something that, that occurs here as well. Like, um,
2: yes, we have so many renal cares yeah. <laughs> on Guam. There's like, like coming up. now. Yeah, wow. because uh, just like Puerto Rico, we have kind of um, seen, like, high rates of, uh, like,
1: diabetes. Yeah,
2: non-communicable diseases, basically, right? Yeah. So, um, it's it's really scary, but again, we can look forward to becoming an independent nation and building alliances. And one thing that I also learned recently was they have um, this institution called NHRI, which is National Human Rights Institution, and there's also an Asian Pacific NHRI, uh, and their goal um, and I kind of ran into this because I was looking at like why do countries help each other when it comes to natural disasters, Mm -hmm. right? And basically they really want to focus on human rights and how um, we have to be able to support each other, right? And that's kind of their priority as an NHRI, uh, human, uh, national human rights institution is to provide support to people to um, IDPs, which is internally displaced people, just like um, what we would kind of call the people who have been displaced on Guam, which is um, like the 300 families, or 300, 300 people? 300, 300 people sorry, that were families, th- displaced people. here on yeah. Guam. Yeah. So they would be called international. Uh, sorry, internally displaced people. Um, and if we were able to really uh, build our own alliances, we could really join that Asian Pacific National uh, National human, race, uh, human Rights uh <laughs> sorry, so many letters, (laughs) Uh, human rights, uh, institution, um, and really kind of make sure to ensure the safety of others, um, yeah.
1: And I think, um, you know, kind of, um, to kind of, you know, step back and definitely look at the larger picture we are, again, um, you know, that, that independence is the, the way, right, and, and, and is... Is um, definitely has more positive than negative. Uh, unfortunately, right now we, we do face a lot of the um, we're taking. You know, there there are many concerns that uh, are are very rooted in in a, a lot of fear and
3: uh,
1: isolation. However, you know, just like us, we're learning. We're still learning every day, and uh, we uh, we do um, we do ask that you know uh, you definitely. Um, take some of the information we shared with you today and kind of uh, you know, look a little bit more into that and look a little bit more into the aid. And um, I think that uh, you know, there, there are so many different um, avenues we have yet to, um, to go down and um, kind of do more research on. So uh, by all means, you know, um, we ask definitely that you, you know, try to keep an open mind and, and, uh, and, uh, and feel free to chime in and ask us any questions. Uh, and, you know, for sure we'll be more than willing to uh, address what we do know. And if we don't have that, that answer off the top of our head and on aid, on, on, on um, and building relationships and with other countries, then we'll definitely look into it. And that's definitely material that we, we would like to cover in the future. Um, Podcasts and, Wait, and that's yeah.
3: So, what, what are some ways. I mean like we're talking about natural disasters. Yeah, obviously We just talked about how there's hundreds of people displaced right now um, What are some relief efforts going on here in Rhoda. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, so Yeah, so right now they do have a relief um, Effort for um, Rota. Let me go and pull up the flyer. Uh, this is um, I believe headed by um what? Oh, no. Okay, sorry. Huh? Oh, by uh, Pratahila Sexton and the Haza Foundation. So, they're doing a typhoon relief drive, and what you guys can do is uh, you can drop off toiletries, blankets, towels, uh, candles, batteries, canned goods, mosquito coils, diapers, butane um, mm-hmm. gas. Um,
3: you and can. That's sh-
1: that, uh- Drop yep. off areas, yeah, or um, Health sh- health Shack.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: when? Monday through Thursdays, 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Um,
2: On and then Friday,
1: Friday 6.30 a.m. to 6.00 p.m. Uh, Saturdays, 7.00 a.m. to 3.00 p.m. Sunday, 8.00 to 12.00 p.m.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then another place is Guma uh, uh at Sagan Katurin Chamorro, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that's Monday through Friday, 9.00 a.m. to 12.00 p.m. And then uh, of course San Vicente School, uh, Monday through Friday, 7:30 a.m. to 4 p.m. And uh, last day to donate is September 21st, 21st
2: 2018. And you could call uh, Zita for more information, and her number is 727-7717, and Maria at 787-2538. So again, that's Zita at 727-7717, and Maria at 787 2538 so that's um, one of the drives that are kind of going on um, right now yeah so again yeah many any other no, also, questions
3: um, well yeah. I just wanted to mention also the uh, the people that are displaced here um, uh, you can drop off supplies to the Gym, right nice and um, I thank you you would uh, Contact uh, Dede um Melissa Savaris. Yes. Melissa. Um, we don't have her number right now, but I'm yeah. sure you can find it on the, the mayor's council <laughs> of Guam website. Uh, but there are there are people who need water, who need food, mm-hmm. clothes. There's kids who aren't going to school right now yeah. because they don't even have shoes because of the typhoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Heart mm-hmm. goes out to them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't forget, this is the,
2: the free part of Panatsu. Yes, this yes. is the free part of Panatsu. So if you wanted to get more, uh, we do have uh, radical uh, readings and radical histories. So if you, were, if you wanted to know more about radical histories, um, which is kind of like counter-canonical histories or histories that are not uh, usually discussed about Guam, that's a really good resource if you're a teacher. Um, or if you just want to learn more, right? Because we're always hungry for more information, uh, you can go ahead and please go to our Patreon, Patreon slash Fenatsu, uh, right? And uh, please donate. I believe it is uh, ten to fifteen dollars for uh, a month. A month. Oh, a month. A month. Wow. Yeah, for Hatsa who for the Hugwa's here. Hugwa's
1: that's The history. radical
2: histories right so if you want to get radical readings which is uh, where uh, we'll post kind of um, articles uh, really good articles on uh, kind of like these topics uh, you can go and subscribe for 15 to twenty dollars for month for a month, um, and that's the Go Tulu tier, number three, <laughs> Tulu tier, uh, and it'd be really really good and great, but if you guys just want to go ahead and keep uh, supporting us and keep having uh, free shows for $1 a month, up to just $1 a month, $1, a month, $1 to $10 a month, just go ahead that's and good. please support us, uh, Patreon. Mean,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's only $1 a month, right? Um, if you look at uh, the second tier, what's up, Hulu, that's like approximately two four four fours. 444s, man, we can go without two four four fours, right? Just
1: put that money aside yeah. <laughs> and, and spend it with us here. And,
2: yeah, and, uh, uh, if you want more free content yeah. um, and things like that. And we also, uh, I believe we have a YouTube. Channel. That's exclusive for Yeah, exclusive for patrons. patrons. YouTube channel. We do live feeds there. <laughs> I believe that goes to um, yeah, exactly. Radical Readings and Radical no, Histories. We also have a podcast. So if you guys have podcasts or if iPhones, you have... Yeah, um,
3: yeah I know, like, uh, a lot of people complain like they can't hear on the live stream when, when the blender goes off. Like, yes! Hey. But um, all of those problems are solved. Thanks to our man uh, Larry here. Larry! Wow. Wow. He's right there. Right. He's, he's
1: behind the yeah. scenes as well. We promise yeah.
3: you the audio is way better on the podcast.
2: Yes, so promise. Uh, we, do do, uh, post, do, we do post-productions. do we And we uh, make sure that the audio sounds yeah, good. So when it goes up on our podcast, like uh, SoundCloud, I believe, um, and just like the general podcast for like, I believe is it, is it Apple
1: yeah. music? Yeah, iTunes. Apple iTunes. iTunes. Yeah.
2: SoundCloud. SoundCloud I- iTunes. Like the audio there is much, much clearer and much better. So,
1: And yeah. last week, I looked up that honorable M- Melissa Savarez. Her number is, uh, contact number 632-5203. Um, Five zero one nine and six three seven nine zero one four. So yeah. definitely, yeah. One of sh-
2: those numbers, you'll be able to reach her.
1: You'll definitely be able to reach her, and let's yeah. uh, let's help our uh, our neighboring island, our our brothers and sisters up north, and um, definitely come yeah. twofold back to us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right.
2: So that's it.
1: But thank you very much. Thanks for uh, joining us today, and you guys have a wonderful Sunday. Yeah,
2: we look forward to being back soon. Just
0: that a force is down for the movement. While a boy is down for the movement, down for the movement, down for the movement. Marie is down for the movement. In a lah is down for the movement. Malolo is down for the movement, down for the movement, down for the movement. I'm from an island, surrounded by men with guns. And I ain't talking about a prison. Yo, I'm done. I'm breaking through your bars, leaving immortal scars. I wish she's got evicted. when we wish to the 50 stars. Station on Guam for security. But it seems to me it's a repeat of history. Yo, here we go again. You got my mind on stress. Because this shit, how you dress, won't be heard from behind your fence. I'm sick of these slick politics. Who try to pull tricks? But they broken. Promises or build-up lies. Yo, tell me what you gon' provide. I think it's about time we start taking. Size. Most people call this place paradise. This is my home to Uncle Sam, it's where I live my life. I ain't indigenous, but I call this place my own. Taking land that's not yours when you already own. Can't go on base because it's not a place.